Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. set two here for those just picking it up this will be the the second part of of this episode 53 um and the first part was set one which you can catch uh on the website hf pod at blogspot or hfpod.blogspot.com um you can also check us out at hf pod on twitter email us any thoughts or concerns um at helping friendly podcast at gmail.com um we're still tinkering with this uh, change in in the episodes but it seems like we're getting nothing but positive feedback 
And that's basically because Jonathan is telling us what to do. And he's <laughs> smarter than all of us. So, um, Awesome. So let's get into set two. Um, and we'll uh, see you on the back side of that after the encore.
sit through the corridor I came upon an aging man Who leaned against the wall And I lay on her He was on his way to see the king As he tried to crush her love, that's going underneath his window. He said there was a place where we should go. So he led me into the forest, to the edge of a lagoon, by which we wandered till we reached the lovely spring. The night grew very quiet as we stood there. He lifted up his visor and he turned to me and
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
right. So uh, that was Saturday, June 4th, 2011, Blossom Music Center, uh, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. <laughs> um, set two, uh, Birds of a Feather, we had Possum into Steam, the first Steam into Piper, Lizards, and Sneakin' Sally, the Harry Hood into Have Mercy, Back into Harry Hood, Character Zero. And then the encore was Slave to the Traffic Light. So what did you guys think of that? Yeah, just like Limb by Limb, I think we talked about Limb by Limb earlier. Um, Birds of a Feather I'm a big fan of. Uh, caught the first one. Um, and since then, I just, you know, it's just like a type one song, but I, I really like it. And to lead off the uh, set two is kind of different, though, right? I mean, it. Um, oh, yeah. Birds of a Feather, into, or not into, but like followed by Possum is... Um, Kind of a unique opener to a second set. I imagine Jackson, you guys are kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, uh, um, it's a little different for me now. I've seen enough shows where I, I just know that they're all different now, and some are going to be ones that you think about for the rest of your life, and some you just, you know, are mostly forgettable. You know, great at the time, but mostly forgettable. And I, I think, you know, earlier on in my days of seeing shows, I was more so concerned with every show, you know, wanting it to be so great. So when you we say second set that starts with birds of a feather and then, and then you know, short birds of a feather and then possum, you're thinking, okay, like, you know, what's going on here? What's going to come? But, you know, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as we get possum, um, possum kind of starts going off the rails. And from then on, we've got a, we've got a smoking set. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, you know, the birds, it was short. It was like seven minutes. Mm. But uh, even in there, you know, if you listen, Trey is not sticking quite to the standard short birds. Um, he's he's doing a couple little interesting interesting things during his solos. And then that possum, you know, I had the same thought. I was like, why possum? And uh, I made a point not to look back at any reviews or refresh my memory until I'd heard it. Um, and, yeah, then... Trey just starts taking things downward and get these weird tempo breakdowns and they slow down. It reminds me of something out of 95 uh, <laughs> where they just are not, you know, they're not going straight through this song by any means. It's kind of, it gets trippy. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It's kind of a unique, unique version. I like and I wondered, Go ahead, Oh, yeah. I, I wondered if it, it might have something to do with, you know, what was to follow basically what you know the kind of the lyrical themes what you hear in the next song because um, melting is a word that came to mind when I listened to the way Trey played on Possum yeah the lyrics too were kind of like that melty and I like that you put that in your notes um, it's got to be it's got to be like you know one of those practice things where it doesn't seem like it was practice but they had to have talked about it because um, they were I mean it was really cool they were all together yeah they were all together and they are all kind of doing that like one of them was the down tempo and the lyric or the, you know, the verse, the, the end of possum and the other ones weren't, um, they're all taking their turns and then they went right into the steam, which, um, what a great, what a great song. I've, I've loved it from the start. Um, one of the a new 3.0 songs, unlike like kill double falls, which, you know, I'm not complaining about, but I think steam is just <laughs> done right. You know, you know, just thinking, well, what is this? It's, it's always fun at a show and when, when you know, you, you think you know everything, and then they start playing something you don't recognize. Um, so it was fun, you know, just kind of, I, I surmised it was an original song. I wasn't sure until after the show and went back to check, but it was cool. It kind of has, um, I don't know, it, it reminds me of like something that could have been on like Story of the Ghost or something around that era where it was just 
kind of uh, extended grooves, uh, you know, with with vocals laid on. Um, I, I really thought it was cool. This this first version is actually a little bit different um, than some of the other ones. I've Trey uh, going back to w w what Trey was doing in the Well Papyrus and stuff. He was doing a lot of the um, like the delay, the shorter delay loops um, in this version of Steam, which is something that I really enjoyed. Um, that I wish he would um, bring back. Maybe he will. Who knows? Um, but quickly going back to the possum um, for a second. Um, that kind of deconstructed kind of thing they were doing, where it just kind of all falls apart, only only to build, you know, be put back together. Um, uh, everyone who's listening, just quick ho homework assignment: go go and listen to um, other shows from summer 2011, and you'll hear, you know, after this show, you'll hear them doing like just moments of this um, throughout, you know, random parts of shows, random jams. Um, I, I wish I could give you specifics, um, but that's where the assignment comes in. Go, go in and find them, because I remember hearing them all over the place. Oh, damn. Um, like specifically this. at Super Bowl, um, a, few, a, few weeks after, a few weeks after this, um, it was just one of the things that really, to me, defined the early part of, of this summer. Um, just moments of, like, they would be jamming and going along, and then maybe it would just be, like, uh, a few bars of them just kind of taking it apart and then putting it right back together and, and keeping going. Um, it's out there. Go, go look for it. <laughs> Too bad Arj is not here because he already knows the answer, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. It's, I like it. I like the homework assignments. Um, and that, that I think that possum, again, we've talked about it already once, but it's outstanding. Really great. Yeah, I think it's worth continuing to talk about from time to time. So the steam into the piper, um, the steam... Um, I, we don't really chat about it a whole lot, other than it was the first one they played. Um, I, I, you know, I listened to this. This was, I was listening to highlights at the time in summer '11. That's all I would do. I would follow the set list sometimes on the internet when they happened, just to, more, almost as as much a social thing as, you know, because I was concerned. Uh, and I wouldn't download the shows unless there was, you've got to hear this, and uh, but new song. So I definitely downloaded this show. I listened to Steam, and uh, and I don't think I loved it at the time, but it was where my head was at. But listening to it now, you can really hear that it's basically a fully conceived song already. It's everything. Everything is there uh, except for the jams that were later to come. And they stretched it out a couple times since, but um, and and I love it. I don't know what was wrong with me at the time not loving it that day, but I know I didn't. Um, and, uh, it, but it, it's really good. Trey's playing great stuff on it. And it's, I was yeah. cool. I mean, you don't, you don't like Coltrane stuff the first time you hear it, maybe, right? I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was great. And I don't, I don't remember hearing this, um, for the first time, but I remember hearing steam or the specific steam for the first time. But I remember hearing steam the first time I was like, yeah, here it is. This is like the 3.0, the fish that I wanted um, uh, to come and, and the new stuff that I wanted. And it was, um, it was great. I'm sure there w was the, was a dry ice effect going on, Jackson? I think so. Uh, <laughs> as I far as you can recall. Being there. Um, yeah. And like Paige was definitely doing, you know, some of that, that effect. I think that he right. does just, just like the steam sound. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really like steam, you know, it's not one of my favorite songs, but I definitely liked it immediately. And I was disappointed to not hear them play it a lot 
um, for a few years after this. Um, I know they did the gag with it at, at this this coming this upcoming New Year's um, uh, at MSG. Um, you know, a few months like six months after this show, but really, I think they only played it like six or seven times in the in the next few years. Um, and I kept thinking, you know, they they have this cool new song. Like, why do you have to play, you know, Possum or or Chalk Dust or, or any song? Like, all, so many times when you have this brand new song that people seem to love, and um, and they're not playing it. And I think uh, in the past year or so, they've they've started playing a little bit more. So that's something that I'm happy about. Well, I was going to say, yeah, they've definitely uh, worked on bringing it back in a little bit, and I hope they keep doing that because mm-hmm. it's good. You can hear definitely hear the sound, but I, I know for the first couple of times that they played it and I listened to it and saw YouTube of it, I couldn't tell if Paige was making that sound or if they were just pumping the smoke machine so hard it was picking up. <laughs> I honestly... It, it confused me, um, but that's great. I, I, I love that you know that was all immediately a part of the song, um, both the the sound and also uh, uh, CK five pumping out the the smoke in the back. You know, I, I, it's just beautiful. The Piper into the lizards I thought was great as well. Oh yeah, um, Piper was uh, you know back in like ninety eight. Piper was my jam. Uh, for whatever reason, I really loved it, um, especially with the twist. And then this was kind of cool because it's in the lizards, and the lizards is just one of those special songs. I think a lot of us chase, and even if we've seen it before, we chase it again. Um, so that little combo right there, Jackson, I'm sure set set the crowd at least you know those with with a lot of tape experience set the crowd yeah. into a tizzy. Yeah, you know the Piper was. I I don't remember. Um, you know, too much st- you know, sticking with me about the Piper. Other than I, I love seeing Piper. Any show, I love Piper. Um, bring the slow build back, but still, I love Piper. <laughs> um, and you know, you, you never know when you're going to get with Piper. Sometimes it's like a bridge between different songs. Sometimes you get a long jam out of it. Um, you never know. But this, you know, this is a shorter version, um, but still has some cool stuff going on at the end. But ultimately, it kind of fizzled out. Into um, the the fizzled out into the uh, lizards, and you know this is one of those moments that um, you know I, I'll always remember. You know, like the, the just like the opening notes of lizards, you know, just kind of coming out of the end of this, and the woman who I did, the woman next to me who I didn't know, um, and I just like turned towards each other and give each other a hug. Just we're both so happy at yes. that moment. Yes, that's and, it. You know, those those things that are like you know, you know, maybe they're cheesy looking back on them, but you know, in the moment they're just so great, so great, and you know, those are the things that keep us coming back. Um, and Lizard is one of those songs that I would love to see every show, and, and I'm so glad that I don't because you know, when those rare occasions come where where you hear it, it's just uh, it's it's really special for me. And this was uh, this was the first time I heard it, and uh, I was so happy, so happy. Nice. Yeah, you know, the Piper, um, <laughs> I like how you, you said, you know, bring back the slow builds. My thought is really, yeah, extended intros are so 1.0. They're just not doing them. Oh, well. Right. They were great, though. But trippy outros. <laughs> <laughs> favorite trippy outros. They play the song fine. You know, it's, it's good. I love Piper. Uh, my middle child is named Piper. I mean, <laughs> it's a great nice. song. And uh, she's not re- named Red Worm. Well, right. my wife would go for that. 
but um then they, they they did do you know it was brief but there was a nice little like noodly space you know trey you know probably putting his head down and my yeah, everybody else just kind of kept things rolling and chugging along but it's really short and then yeah then it rolls into lizards and it's beautiful and page really lays down another beautiful solo it's perfect and trey keeps it up and lays down his excellent his part just perfectly i thought yeah, it was, it was really cool. And the, and the unique thing, I think, um, after the Lizards, which was, you know, pretty standard, whatever, 10 minutes, um, was the pause and then the, then the Sally, right? There was no, there was no uh, segue or whatever into the Sally, which is kind of unique. Um, they just kind of chatted. I'm sure I wasn't there, but I'm guessing, Jackson, that they, you know, Trey went around and was like, let's play some Sally, and then they just dropped right into it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because... Because that was um, something that I had forgotten, but I, I now that you mentioned, I, I really remember that pause, and I was really, you know, the, the long, the long um, extended jams are really what I I always hope for going to a fish show, um, and and even though I, I was, you know, by up to this point, I was really loving the show at the time, um, we really hadn't gotten any of that extended, um, you know, craziness that we love so much. Um, and you know it, it definitely it comes starting in this sally um and, and the long pause was just you know uh, i was just thinking about you know how happy i was they just played lizard but i was thinking about like okay are we, are we if we're ever going to get a jam in the show this is where it's going to come nice. yeah you're right in the middle of the second set you know now's the time guys right now right, right. or not right yeah. so yeah and and then there it comes and and the rest of the set is just so great from here i mean what we had already in the set is really cool, but the, in my eyes, the best part of the set is, is the second half, starting with the Sally. Absolutely. And it's, um, you know, I think, Jonathan, your notes, just looking at them quickly, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's that nice, groovy, dancey, even cow funky, right, Sally, yeah. where we can, we can just kind of groove along with it. And um, as I mentioned in the first set, I think Mike sounds really, really good. And this whole show, and he he's really heavy in this, Sally. And, and not heavy like as overtaking. He right. Not, he doesn't overtake the song. It's just like, man, you can hear that groove. Um, and he's he's laying it down. Yeah. And they, they do, of course, the requisite vocal jam. And uh, and then after that, they get into those kind of the Manteca teases or what they talk about, you know, and I hear a little, you know, I don't know, Sissy Strutt or kind of more generic meters kind of stuff, which is really cool. Always fun when they when they're funking around like that. And then uh, and then it takes this left turn as Mike hits some pedal and it's just he starts taking it kind of heavy. And uh, and then it Trey gets a little dirty and then we're out into type two. Yep. Like, there we go. And how was that, like, Jackson, at the, at the show? I mean, you know, you guys got your a good probably eight, nine minutes. I don't remember the timings on this stuff at this point. You've been grooving for a bit, and suddenly things start getting dark. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one of the things that's great about fish crowds is that, um, you know, once grooves have been going on for a little while and then things start to change, like, there's, like, always this one moment where everyone seems to collectively pick up on it at the same time. And usually everyone just goes wild, and this was one of those times. Um, you know, this this Sally just you know straight funk into into space funk, really just you know the, the craziness, but still grooving really hard. Um, and 
you know, we just get this, you know, it, there's a certain heaviness to it that you don't necessarily always get in a, in a Sally jam. Um, but still always like, a, it was like lighthearted, but heavy at the same time. It was really cool. Yeah. And then it gets to the kind of almost noise, right? Know, waves of noise and stuff. Maybe, maybe they were trying to figure out where to go next. Maybe they already knew. Right. Uh, Trey does little loops and uh, Fishman lays back and then uh, did it, did it. Which has been moved to the hi-hat since Fishman got uh, stripped down his kit in the past right. year. Mm-hmm. So which just throws me off a little bit. But just, Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I, didn't even, that's, I hadn't even thought about that. But Damn it, now miss, I have to go back and listen to every hood from the past fall. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> um, you missed that you missed that wonderful intro. Um, but it's still a wonderful intro no matter how it comes. Um, the it's hard it's hard for them to segue, I think, into the hood, right? Because of the the kind of abrupt beginning to it. But I thought that was great, and that's maybe the um, the loops and maybe why they were kind of messing around at the end of that Sally. Um, but I also wanted to mention, we talked about those, that Live Fish 99 uh, show that they just put out um, and the loops that Trey had then. Um, and even though they're completely di- different, I think, it's really fun to listen to like the transition or the evolution or whatever you want to say of, of, of Trey's loops um, as I was listening to this 11 show, I'm thinking like back to that 99 show because I've been listening to it so much. This is really awesome to listen to two different types of loops from the same, you know, nerdy redhead. So, um, you know, the, the loops are, uh, the, uh, the whammy pedal of their day, you know, in 99, he was looping everything on every song. Right. And, you know, there was, I wouldn't say we people got sick of it, but there were definitely some people who were like, oh, come on, put that thing away. And everybody else was eating it up as we do. And at the same time, Trey's learning to use the whammy pedal and the, you know, 3.0 and, you know, really doing the, the whale as people complain about it, you know, and, and, and now he's really more fully integrated it. Just had to keep playing with it, keep playing with it, find right. a better place for it. So we hear loops all the time. Except the rare loopless heavy things, uh, and <laughs> yeah, and the, one of the one of the cool things about Trey and the whammy pedal is that he was he was using the exact same pedal in '99, using it to make all of those loops back yeah. then, um, and you know he's still using it, but in a completely different way, um, and you can get you can get all these different sounds from it, and it's just cool to hear him still still uh, experimenting and, and exploring with that pedal um yeah pr- pretty much i like everything he does with it maybe sometimes when he uses it on his lead on his lead playing it can get a little uh get a little weird right. but uh but when he's do- doing it to like you know make these these loops and these effects you know the more the better in my eyes i love it awesome, awesome. i wouldn't want him to do the same thing every night for 20 30 years anyway so right that's right that's what makes us, yeah, that's what, you know, makes us want to come back, I guess. Um, so, uh, the beginning, the hood before the Have Mercy, any any particular thing that sticks out there to you? I, I thought it was it was lovely. You yes. Know, and it fades. Oh, so it was It was right into the nice, quiet part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, and man. It was, like, it was so good, like, it's, like, uh, it was, like, unremarkable because it was, like, um... 
so good almost yeah. like i feel like you could hear a version of hood that like if it's not that good it's like remarkable because like you notice it not being what you want it to be and what it should be but this one was just you know up until you know even before that mercy it was just really good just really good Re- like what you want out of hood yeah i was trying i was listening carefully to hear you know trey screw up the heavy you know parts in the beginning and uh, I I lost I either lost my focus on whether or not he was screwing it up, or he just didn't. I don't know. I don't care. It was just it was yeah. good. And then, Your head was in the clouds. Yeah, I was, I, I was walking home from the train when I was listening to that, nice. and it was just it it propelled me. And then uh, and then yeah, then it kind of gets into the nice mellow jam section that you expect, and then uh, not quite out of nowhere, but almost out of nowhere. The, like the 13th ever have mercy right yeah the bliss <laughs> yes. the bliss of the beginning of that hood into like something that only i'm sure a few people in the audience knew before they started singing right i mean um, right what a wonderful little gem they threw in there well you know yeah uh, I, yeah i don't you know i don't remember if I, at the time if i knew immediately it was have mercy I'm not um, saying you, know, you should have. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I knew some. It was like one of those things where, like, clearly something was happening, and it was cool. Um, uh, um, I guess now, now would be the time to bring it up. But you know, one of the things that we really like about fish is that you never know what you're going to get. You know, it's it's that unpredictability, um, and but sometimes it's like on the other side of that. Like sometimes if it is is being able to predict something and like it actually happening. So like as soon as they went into that have mercy, there was not any doubt in my mind that they were going to go back into that hood. Nice. Um, Just like, uh, like at that Meriwether tweezer fest show last summer, like as soon as like the jam quickly went into back on the train or whatever it went into, like there was no doubt in my mind that like the tweezer was not finished. So it's like the unpredictability matched with that, like in the moment predictability. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, it's like the, the juxtaposition with those things. I, I think it's just really cool, and it, it's something that I enjoy as the fan. I like that point. I like that point. Jonathan, give us your notes. Yeah. Um, so that was like the that was the, only the thirteenth time they've ever played that, and the last time they paired it with "Have Mercy" with Hood was at the Sculpture Room, Goddard College, '86. Classic show. But, <laughs> yeah, truly a classic show. But um, the funny thing. Is that I mean they had just they played it uh, as re- like in 2010, and in fact the last time they played Have Mercy was also the last time they played Gaiuti and Birds of a Feather. Huh. Um, huh. Which yeah yeah exactly it's kind of a huh it's weird yeah. statistical weird thing right. but you know maybe maybe they um, actually do look at set lists and Trey was like oh we haven't played Birds for a while oh you know we played. Oh, we should, we should play Have Mercy tonight. Yeah, it's like it hasn't been played Maybe. enough for that to be a coincidence, right? Right. It's, it's a little weird. But, right. you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's charming. Who could come? Oh, I, I don't know. Anyone who could hate on that, it's, it's so nice to hear. It's so I beautiful. mean, that's the, yeah, that, that song is it's kind of like a prayer. If you listen to the lyrics, oh, yeah. it's just, uh, just, you know, it's uplifting. It's, it's, it's hopeful. And it, there's no better place for it than the middle of a hood, really. You don't. Right. I don't. You wouldn't ever expect a reggae song to be like harmonized. I don't think. I mean, you know, maybe I'm showing my lack of knowledge, musical knowledge, but I think just the way that they harmonize it, and I'm guessing the original 
uh, band the that harmonizes it. Yeah, the Mighty Diamonds. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that, yeah. So I'm sure they harmonize it just as well, but I've never heard it. Um, and Whalers were a harmony group too. Yeah, so. they're wonderful, but you know what I mean. It's just it 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 kind of it just it just the the bliss out of the beginning of that hood into this is like it's like church, like you said, it's like a prayer, man. It's like yeah, yeah. everything you could ask for out of a second set. And then it goes back in the hood. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there is more to it, right? <laughs> right, which is like our own prayer there, <laughs> right. our right. own fish one. And it's pretty cool too. They go back in, and then Trey plays with "Have Mercy" melody a little bit, and he hints at lizards a little bit. And uh, I, I don't know, you guys. I would have been losing losing it inside the show at the time. Yeah, I, I was blissing out, and of, of course, I, I caught all those, um, um, you know, teases or, or hints, whatever you want to call them, at the time. And um, you know, not everyone does, but I, I, you know, I just I listened intently, and I picked up on on the time and. I was just, you know, I was loving it. I was, every note was perfect, I feel like, once they came back into that hood. Um, it doesn't ha have, like, one of the, those mega peaks. I think that's what Hood's all about, you know what I mean, yeah. honestly. I just, like, the last time I saw Hood live was at Dick's, and um, I'd apologize to everyone, like, after, because I was hugging everyone, you know what I mean? It's just like, dude, what the fucking Hood gets me every time? And RJ, I'll tell this story for him, that he was... Um, when he was in Miami and they played Hood, and um, he recently, you know, lost his father, he was just like back there, like you know, it took him to like this place that just made him feel wonderful, and like it's it's just the song, man. I don't know what it is about it, but um, uh, um, you know, it's probably a little over dramatic, but it's true. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's yeah. red. I I've seen that. I see that um, better than one out of every three shows that I've seen. I've seen it like thirty five percent of my shows. Yeah, so it's it's. And, uh, yeah. it's yeah, it runs right through my history of fish, and it is—it's gorgeous. It's perfect, even when it's not perfect, it's perfect. So it's always good to see Hood. That's a good point. Always good to see Hood. And then, but, so this one—they don't actually do the "you can feel good" kind of punch inch exit. They don't punch it out like that. They just yeah. kind of—they—they, they, you know, they sing the the harmonized "you can feel goods," and then so then they start character zero. Yeah, which I guess is supposed to be the punch out for the set, and and it does. It's good rock and zero. Yeah, it's a good point. I wonder if Trey was like looking at the clock. He's like, oh shit, we got the zero started or something. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, or, kind hey, of, we got more time. One more thing. Or yeah, let's let's get into this right now. Um, right. I like zero at the end of the first set. At the end of the second set, I feel like I'd rather have the bliss exit. You know, like the. Um, I don't know, you know, the hood or uh, the slave or, you know, squirming, yeah, squirming coil, something like that. But um, it, um, it, it always fits. I like to, I like to hear him. I like, like to hear him rage. Yeah. You know, it's, more... it, I'm never, I'm never um, ecstatic when it starts at the end of a second set. Um, but this one was cool. We got some, um, you know, it was in its own right. It was, it was really rocking and, and, and fun and um, you know it capped a, a really awesome set but also we uh, they brought back some of that melting uh, deconstruction stuff that we had got earlier in the set um, so that was really fun you know and, and I remember at the time everyone was picking up on it and, and loving that uh, you know just one of those fishy things smoke on the water teas in there too That's right. uh, in the fish That's right. net. it's pretty it's pretty audible um, but yeah, I like that that they brought back the melty stuff there. Um, 
uh, I guess that's just a teaser for what's to come the rest of the, the summer, according to you. I have to go back and listen to all of those. Uh, it's subtle, but it's there. <laughs> you got homework, dude. You got homework. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, we'll get into the takeaways here, but I think what I wanted to add was that, or point out, was that it's we're two, two years and a couple months um, out of Hampton 09 at this point with the show. And... I mean, they got it. You know what I mean? They all sound really good. Um, I thought the foam was really nicely played. Uh, the Gaiuti, you know, look, you're never going to get a perfect Gaiuti, I don't think. Um, we got some old school stuff. We got a brand new song. Um, and this Summer 11 show was really, really raging. It had everything I think I want from a show. So, Jackson, thanks for picking it. And, Jackson, tell us, you know, your, your major takeaways from it. Wait. Wait, yeah, oh, sorry. Slave. Slave. We didn't talk about the encore. Oh, the encore, right, right, right. It's totally you know, it, it. anyway, it's sorry. funny you said when yeah. you were talking about character zero, oh, well, right. I want to end out on Bliss, and, wanna, and yeah. then sure enough, they come back out for the encore, probably yeah. thinking of you, Brad. They were like, listen, Brad, here it is. And they play <laughs> a, a good slave. It's, you yeah. know, probably not the, it's not an, an epic best slave, yeah, but who, yeah, yeah. You never complain about slave that sends you out to the parking lot, can you? Um, no, you I, can't. I, I, wrote, I wrote standard awesome. Thank you to Charlie Darkson for that line. It's like, <laughs> it is exactly what it is, though. You know, I thought, is, that, is that a semicolon there? <laughs> no, I, I put a hyphen. But I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, um, Jackson, anyway, you can talk about the slave too if you want, since I've completely neglected it. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's right. It's but, standard awesome. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Um, sent me home happy. Sent me home happy. And, you know, just. This show is, I don't know if I really appreciated it fully at the time. Um, you know, I, I definitely left loving the show. I, I knew it was a, a show that I really, really enjoyed. Um, but just over, you know, the next year or a couple of years, I really, really realized how much I loved this show. And I wasn't sure if it was because, um, you know, it was a venue that was really special to me. Um, and they played, you know, some you know the the hood have mercy and, and the lizards and just those things were really meaningful personally to me so i've really been just like you know pushing on my friends in the past few years and you know my friends that i see shows with and um you know trying to realize you know trying to gauge whether it was something that was special to me but every one time they would be like oh man i didn't realize i slept on that show i didn't realize that like packed into this this early summer tour was this really awesome show i think a lot of people talk about the, the detroit show from the night before um, but this was a special show in there too, and yeah. So, and you know, one of the things that I think about Brad, I like the point you made. Um, you know, you you mentioned that at this point we're two and two and um, a few months, two years and a few months out of Hampton, and they really connected on this show and um, put together a, a solid show front to back. Um, that was you know not what we were necessarily getting every night in 2009, 2010, and, and mostly 2011. Um, you know, people talk about the Detroit show the night before, but, um, you know, that's also kind of what's, what was frustrating about Fish in, in these years, um, because you'd get a show like this and, um, you know, you'd think, okay, you know, they can do this every night and it just wasn't happening every night. Um, um, so really, you know, that's why I'm so grateful that we're at the point where we are now and have been for the past couple of years where, you know, you're going to get something cool every single night, and and more often than not, the show is going to be a pretty killer show. Nice, 
I like it. Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all your points. And it's, it's funny that um, we listen to every single show and we're such sticklers about every single show. You know what I mean? Um, we're really building this show up, but I feel like they give us a lot of these shows. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, you're right. In 2011, there were some like down points. And, and Jonathan, that leads directly to your point that you weren't even really into tour in 2011. You were just kind of checking set lists out, right? Right. I was, you know, I was not really, uh, I would download a couple songs or I would download a show and just listen to a couple songs. I would delete the show. I wouldn't even keep it. I was, uh, that was my headspace as much as anything, but they were not taking me where I hoped they would take me or whatever bullshit. I don't even know at this point, but you know, listening to it now, um, I, I, this show kind of has all the things that I want. You know, it's got the rock jams. It's got some interesting type two. What would the, uh, you know, the, the sneak and Sally. Um, and also there was a little like, you know, little bit of a jam at at the end of Tube because that, that led us into Antelope. That was kind of cool. It's not a lot of Type Two, but you can't get that every show, and that's fine. And then uh, you know, there's the funny business of Fuck Your Face and the Weird Possum, which came up again, again. You know, I guess in uh, Zero and some Cow Funk. You know, some good, great dance stuff. Uh, blissful Peak Jamming, a good Bust Down with uh, you know the Have Mercy. I mean, they're clearly having fun. You know, you listen to it, and there's no way you don't hear them having a great time, and you know, feeling confident in what they're doing. And uh, you know, yeah, it's just hard not to pick up on and enjoy that when you listen to it. I'm really glad you made this pick, Jackson, so uh, so I could go back and listen to it. Yeah, I like the point that that you make that um, uh, you feel like we can tell that they're having a good time, which is also uh, you know, you listen to enough of these shows, you can kind of kind of get it. Um, and I got that through this one. I feel like they were, they were tuned in and having fun and, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know the reason for it, but it was, it's great that, that Jackson chose it. So again, thanks, man. Um, and thank, thank you, you guys. Thanks for taking the time, um, out of your busy days. And, um, sorry that you had to have me on here instead of RJ, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate, appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, join the the cast, and hopefully we can have you guys back. And Jonathan, I'm sure you'll be back soon, especially um, at least with your suggestions that clearly make the show better. So, um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks. I'll, I'll, I'd be I'd be happy to come back always, and of course I'll keep listening uh, each week. Awesome, thank you so much. Um, um, check us out at hfpod.blogspot.com. Our Twitter's hfpod, um, and email us your thoughts or suggestions. Helping friendly podcast at gmail.com. So again, thanks to Jonathan at Ro Jimmy. Ro J. Ro J? Just Ro J. Yeah, somebody else says Ro Jimmy. You never used it. Oh, really? Well, yeah. She sent him like five bucks or something. Like, <laughs> so it's like so it's like Ro Jimmy slash Ro, Ro J, the fish song? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, just R O W J. <laughs> R O, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Anyway, that's Rogue J, not Rogue Jimmy, is Jonathan's Twitter. You sure, I'm sure you're already tuned into it. Um, and Glad Glad Glide is Jackson's. Um, so thanks again, guys. And as always, thanks for listening and keep on rocking.
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 